your weekly accountability podcast with me, Alexis McCluskey, where we are more about implementation over absorbing information. Every week, I'll be in your ear to give you a kick in the ass you need to show up and identify what is out of your comfort zone. Here, we don't throw pity parties. We are in it for the long game and find the balance between grace and discipline. What makes this podcast different is after each episode, I'll share a post on my Instagram at the tough love coach with a question or challenge of the week for you to comment for accountability. And on Friday, I'll share a check in to see if you actually implemented what you learned because being inspired by a podcast is cute, but action is hotter. Totally optional, highly recommended. It's free accountability. I'm here to redefine what you see as tough love. So put on those big girl boy panties and let's get real bitches. XOXO, your tough love coach. All right. Oh my gosh. I am so excited because today, if you didn't know by the title of this podcast, I have another live coaching session with James, who we have connected uh, a bunch of times on Instagram. He, or I think we did a live together uh, a yeah. little bit ago, which was really awesome. So I'm excited to have him here. We're going to do a little, little coaching sesh. Um, but before we get into that, if you want to share a little bit about like who you are, what you do, all the fun, you know, normal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a 19-year-old entrepreneur. Uh, I jumped into coaching when I was 17 years old, crazy enough to say. Been doing it for two years. Um, I have a podcast as well where I interview a lot of entrepreneurs and creators and stuff in that regard as well. Um, my main thing that I do with coaching clients is really just, I like to say that I help people get unstuck in their life and in their business because every single person I work with has been at a different point in their life, a different age, a different uh, job, all that kind of stuff. But every single person I've worked with has been in a better place, more clear, more taking action after we were done working together. So that's the best way I can express what I do. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. And I love that you are so young doing this. I'm curious just because I'm sure that there are other people that could possibly listen to this um, and think the normal thing of like, am I too young to help other people? Like, I I have no doubt that like you've run into that. How has that experience been? Whether you can kind of share, like whether it's been like what people have said to you or like your experience being someone who's young and getting, you know, into coaching. Yeah. I think when I first started, I had a lot of limiting beliefs around it. Um, In the coaching program that I was in, it would like always come up in some way. But I think when my second client I ever worked with was 43 and my client after that, I think was like 25. So most of the people I've worked with have actually been older than me. So it's kind of like a, if some people are willing to do it, it's going to be the right people that are actually aligned with me and my words and everything that I'm doing anyway. So the people that can have their own limiting beliefs, they don't have to project them onto me really. That's kind of how I've taken it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, um, I find that a lot of the clients that I work with are typically older than me as well. Uh, I think that we just live in a different like our each generation is different right and I feel like generations before you just went to work and you you know nobody went to college and everybody just like you know did the normal like blue collar thing and I feel like just society and and our generations have changed so much that like people are getting more into personal growth and, and, and at a younger age, especially like with TikTok, I, I know it might seem silly to like reference social media, but I think it would also be silly to pretend that it's not there. And Absolutely. I feel like there definitely can be this overdone personal development, personal growth thing. I think a lot of people like, um, I think you mentioned it on our live about Alex or Rosie talk about mental masturbation and like people just like consuming all of it. So I definitely think there can be pros and cons as there is with anything, but I think that people are just getting into that at an earlier age. And I think that's rad. You know what I mean? Like a lot of us have parents that didn't even, and still haven't gone to therapy. 
And yeah. now we have like younger people doing that, you know, earlier, you know what I mean? So I don't, I think that the stigma, um, if there is any, cause I get that from people like who are like 24, who think they're too young to be coaches. Yeah. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> like, as long as you're doing the work yeah. on yourself, like you are helping someone else who you, all you have to do is be a few steps ahead of them. You don't need to be 150. Right. Um, Absolutely. so I just was curious about that. Okay, cool. So let's kind of get get into it. So one of the questions I asked you was like, what are the top three concerns for like life slash business right now? Um, the first thing you said was getting new leads and attracting them. So tell me a little bit more about like what you, what your current process is, if you could like lay it out. And if you're like, I don't really have one, that's fine. But like you want to get more leads. What are, what are you, what are you currently doing for that? Um, so it's probably the, probably the process that I learned probably two years ago when I entered like the coaching program that I went into at that time, it was so expensive that it was like, I didn't even have the money to invest into a coaching program after that or anything. So it was like, yeah. this, is the this is the process essentially. Um, it was a lot of going to people's pages. Let's say Lewis Howes, I'll say, for example, go to his page and then go to look at the comments who's under there, what people need support, that kind of stuff. And I found myself in the beginning phases of my coaching days or like hours throughout my day, just in comments all day and it was just like i was living in virtual reality more than i was in like actual world is which is like the way i like to explain it. i feel a lot of people are in that um so that was really the process like if someone comes in and gives me a follow i'm going to reach out that kind of thing but outside of that you know posting on stories and stuff but that's really been the process as far as uh i've gotten to where i am yeah so when you think about like getting new leads what does that mean for you because everybody kind of has like a different definition i've realized like for me when i think of leads I think of like, you know, essentially potential clients, um, yeah. but like it, there's also the, like just new followers, like new eyes yeah, on yeah. your page. So when you think of new leads, like, what is that for you? I definitely think new clients for sure. Um, I mean, I think like people that come to my page that I would believe that they're my ideal client. Um, that that's what I think, like more, more people to the page that either give me a follow or interact with my stuff that I feel I could help. I guess it's the best way to explain it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. There's a million ways I want to go with this. So we're going to, we're going to like come back to this. It'll, it'll all make sense. But what do you, yeah. um, what do you offer right now? Like I come to your page. I'm like, Oh, this guy's awesome. Yeah. Like, what do you offer? What are your options? Really? It's been one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's really been the main thing. Um, at, there was one point where I built out a course that I thought would be valuable. It's like, all of the the mindset stuff and the identity stuff and all of that kind of stuff, the subconscious work um, that I thought of putting out, but with like the kind of audience that I have, I just don't think it would be the make the most sense to kind of continue down. Um, so yeah, it's just one-on-one -on -one coaching. So another kind of thing with this, when I come to your page, what is that like something that I can like see right away? I can click on the link in your bio and go apply or obviously message you if I'm interested. Yeah. Yep. Do you have any freebies or anything that's like lower ticket at all? Or what does that look like? Yeah, I have a free video course. I've done a bunch of freebies throughout the time that I've been coaching, but um, I've stuck with one that I think is really, really valuable. I did a free co video course on consistency uh, co called Consistency Compounded. The first person I reached out to, I sent it to him and asked for feedback. And they said they'd pay 100 to $300. And I thought, this is probably a pretty good freebie. Mm -hmm. So that's been yeah. it since then. Yeah. But there's, you don't have any, like, like if someone's not ready to necessarily jump into a one-on-one -on -one container, you don't have anything in between. No. 
Yeah. So what if you are getting leads and you are getting people that want to work with you, but they're just too scared to jump into one-on-one and you think that you're not attracting those people. You just don't have options for people to sign up. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that that could be the case at all? Like, you know, people want to work with you, but they know that one-on-one's your only option and there's not something else that they can work with or, or are you in a position where you don't even want to do anything like that? I think I, I, I like the one-on-one. I, um, I like the, the close knit kind of thing. I think it, um, it's obviously not that scalable to the point of like what you're talking about, like other options and stuff. But I think with my main intention being coaching and then the podcast, it's kind of like difficult to schedule out a lot of different things and have so many different, like you launch so much when we talked about this in the DMS, like you're, you're always, you always have something going on. And I like, you're it's very inspiring to see all the yeah. things that you have going on. But then I really, when I really think about like my kind of lifestyle, I don't see that right now, at least. Yeah. So yeah. I think the one-on-ones matches with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's not that you have to, to necessarily like, and I know people that I follow that like launch yeah more than me and I feel oh, I like know. Yeah. you know what I mean like I know people that launch in like one or two things a month like I launched maybe something like one every other month or something like that um yeah. I think it's less about like thinking that you have to fit this mold of of like launching these these other things or launching a lot it's kind of finding out what is going to be the thing that works for the client journey because yep. one-on-one is really great I'm the same way I know a lot of people in this in this space are like oh get away from one-on-ones like help more people and less time on your calendar which yes that yeah. of course is beneficial and I think until you get to the point where your wait list is, or you have like a wait list for your one-on-one, you don't have any more time. And then you realize you do need to scale. Like that's fine. Everybody will get to that point. But yes. like, I like one-on-ones and I will never remove them, yeah. but it's, it's not just, it obviously it's your business and you want to run it how you want and what's going to make you happy. But it's more about how can I get people through the funnel of like, you know, they get the free thing, they get the low, they get the mid, they get the high ticket offer, and then they can eventually get to the one-on-one because there could be a million people that are following you right now that want to do the one-on-one, but like yeah. can't afford it, you know, for whatever reason. So, and and you, the thing when I think about making even something like a low, cause we could talk about low, mid and, and, and or like free, slightly low, low, mid, we could do a bunch, but if yeah. you're not wanting to add a bunch of things, I think the simple, there's a million ways you can go about it, but I think the simplest thing is to pick something that's, that's low that you do. Like I do it, I do it often where I just did it recently. My like ideas, um, yeah. workshop where you do something that's like a one day hour long workshop. Um, mm-hmm. and you can make it anywhere from like 20 to 50 to a hundred bucks. Um, and then you, you know, get people in there. One, you're also getting people on your email list, which is, which is really great, but you get people in the workshop and then one that's recorded. And then you have I'm that sorry. as something that people can purchase. And it's also going to be a part of your, your funnel because we want something that's going to be like, they either get in the door with the free or the low ticket thing. And then you have emails or things that serve them and then get you to the one-on-one. Um, because when we only have the option of one-on-one, it leaves like a lot of people. Yeah. That, and yeah. it like leaves a lot of people missing out because one, not everybody either uh, can afford it. People might be scared to, to work with, with you one-on-one, even though they look up to you. And some people might literally not just not want that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's less about like, let's do something where you're like launching all the time, but even just thinking about in the next three to six months, picking something like one low ticket offer, one mid ticket offer, 
And you can, over the course of six months, you could, if you want to space it out and you want to do one low and then wait another two or three months and then do a mid one, it's just what you want it to be something where you do it live once, but then you record it and then you can, you know, use it later on. Um, and I think that can be helpful that way for your specific situation. It's not something where it's like a six week long course or like a three month mastermind or something like that. That's going to be something that you just, the lifestyle that you don't want, you know what I mean? But that will be smarter because that will be like when you're cultivating that relationship, because one of the things that you put was like attracting them. Obviously we want people to come to your page. We could talk about that, but we also want people to like get comfy with you. Right. Like I know I, my attraction marketing works pretty well, but not everybody's like ready to buy right out of the door. We have to like build that relationship with them. So, um, do you, and, and again, you don't have to, I'm just curious, like, do you think you, and I'm sure you could come up with something that was like a one day workshop type of thing and then have that, like do it live and have it recorded. And then you can kind of like put your hands up and be like, I'm done with it. Yeah, I've thought about doing something like that. I think I've I've hesitated because I feel as though, like I said, everyone I've worked with has been in a different position. I've helped them with a different thing. And so like, not that I don't know my my quote unquote niche, but I feel like my messaging, my positioning of like who I'm helping and what I'm helping them with has been a little misconstrued. So figuring what that would look like to make it like, this is the most valuable for the people that actually want to work with me. Um, I guess I haven't had much clarity on like, building something out that would be worth doing if that makes sense totally that makes, makes sense. sense so so i'm gonna ask you a question in a second but what i think that um is the best way to do it and this is what i've just learned from my mentors um yeah. is that because i'm the same way where i'm like i i i have my ideal client but i there's sometimes like this new i have a new six-week course that i just launched that is geared towards specifically new entrepreneurs people who haven't started mm-hmm. a business or have had a business like in the past like year or two but I also like my one-on-one coaching typically isn't like necessarily for brand. If somebody wants to work with me, they could, but it's not necessarily like a brand new coach price. Um, but so I have other things that I like want to serve people at a higher level. Right. So it's like, well, if I pick this thing, what if I leave other people out? That's okay. So what we want to think about when you're thinking about how to, how to narrow it down for what you want to do. Yeah. Always add things later on. We want it to make sense for imagining your ideal client comes into your world uh, mm-hmm. and and what is going to serve them. Like if they went through a literal, like they were the person that was going to buy everything, they bought your yeah. free offer. Then they had a few emails that led them to the low ticket. Then a few emails that led them to the mid and then led them to like, hey, do you want to you know, do this more intimately one-on-one? It yeah. wants, you want to serve that person. So uh, you want to think about like, yes, you might have a range. Like if I think about my ideal client, yes, I work with new entrepreneurs. Yes, I work with um, people who are more seasoned. I probably, if I had to pick where it, where it was, it's going to lean more so towards the newer, not brand new, but definitely newer. So yeah. I want to gear majority of my content towards that person. And then occasionally if I'm throwing in something random. So when you think about like your ideal client, and I'm sure you've done exercises before, but like, what, tell me a little bit more about like what, what they look like, like whatever. Um, it's, I, I perceive it as a 25 year old entrepreneur that has a side job, probably covering their expenses and everything like that. But maybe they're, um, an artist or, um, something in music, or they have some kind of entrepreneurial side of them that wants to do something. Um, they just can't find the time to build in the routine to, Uh, manage their time to find a balance between both between um, striving and then surrendering and and that kind of thing that's what I I I think of but I think recently I've been thinking differently with 
um, the new client I've been working with, um, helping him with his podcast and his personal brand. So it's like, I talk a lot about the performance aspect of things. Um, but it seems as though people see me as like the, because I have a podcast, that's kind of what my, where my credibility is. So it's kind of like, what path do I go down is, is, is kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So what are, what are your thoughts on that? Like, are you, where are you thinking about going? Like, tell me like anything that comes to mind, like where you want to go, but then what like limiting beliefs comes up, like, should I go there? Like, what are, what are your thoughts on actually like moving forward with that? Yeah. I think my most, like, just from seeing results that I've worked with people in the past that I feel like where I do really good is performance coaching, like helping people get out of their own way, showing up for their goals and just like genuinely what my clients would say is like reaching their next level of life and business essentially. Um, so they're showing up better for themselves. They feel better about themselves. They feel better about their work life uh, balance, all of that kind of stuff. And they're just getting out of their way. They're, they're in like a, a season of progression. Um, that's what I feel aligned with. Um, the person I'm working with right now, I love talking about podcasting. I love talking about personal brand and stuff, but I just don't feel it's, I feel for both. They're not, there's not much of a tangible outcome that I can provide. And so I, I feel a lack of uncertainty behind both, but I know that from what I've done, it, I've gotten results. It's just hard to, to quantify them. Yeah. So that lack of certainty probably yeah. could be playing into things, which is totally normal. It's just like the journey yeah. of being an entrepreneur, but if you're, you're never going to be, nobody's ever going to be more sure than you are about your business. Nobody's going to be more excited about, you know, your business than you are. Um, but what it, it sounds like to me, and the other thing too, that you have to think about with like, again, having different offers. And I don't want you to think about having 45 offers. If, if yeah. anything, like the best way you could look at it, especially from just like a beginning, not that you're a beginner, but like a beginning standpoint of having like a funnel essentially is like a free offer, one yeah. low ticket offer, one mid, and then that leads to like the high. And that's yeah. all you have to have. And once you do that, then you can like figure out what works. And once you have that, uh, and once you even just try out different things, again, not launching every month, but just figuring out a few different things, that's going to get just like teaching more one-on-one people, having like these side off things is going to help you figure out what you actually have the most fun with. If all you're ever doing is doing one-on-one coaching, yes, that's still going to help you, but like in order, like, do, I'm assuming this is something that you want to like grow and be big and do full time, sure. right? Or do you don't well, just want it to be like a side thing? No, I definitely would love for it to be the number one. Yeah. And so you can't do that just with one-on-one. You know what I mean? You can still always have one-on-one again. I've been doing this for forever and I will always have one-on-one and you still get to have the lifestyle that you want. You just, I would, you know, as you're building out these things, it's like, okay, what are the different options I can have for like a low ticket thing? Something between 20 and a hundred bucks. You know, something that I can do once and record. Like I wouldn't do anything. Like you could do a course, um, which takes a lot more time on the back end and makes it easier on the front end. But it's also not something that like just everybody's like signing up for, right? Because you also have to get people in the funnel. A lot of people think when you have a course, that's what makes you all the money. It's actually getting people through the funnel that makes the money. Cause you can post about the course, but people aren't just going to be clicking the link in your bio and like signing up for the course. You know what I mean? So, um, what's the other thing I was going to say with this? Um, side note, I'm, I'm curious where, and I don't know if like, you know, this, or if you ask your clients this, but where, um, do you notice like your clients are coming from? Like obviously Instagram, but like, do they fill out an application? Do they message you? Like, how do you typically get your one-on-one clients or like, what does that process look like? Um, we usually get in conversation. So they end up in my DMs somehow. Um, I don't think, um, it's been different for everyone. Uh, so it's, it's really, really, it's really hard to quantify. I think that's why it's hard to quantify. Like what I want to help people with. And then also who I help because everyone's been different, came from a different place. So it's, there's no like a uh, quantifiable, like 
recycling of, of yeah. anything. So that's yeah. kind of how it goes. So, so I did notice too, you put, you said something about like gaining clarity on like your avatar, your ideal client. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you've done ideal client exercises before. Sure. Um, but let's like, I won't like go cause we could probably talk for an hour doing this. Um, but yeah, let's yeah. do like a real quick exercise. You already shared a little bit more with me. But I want you to think of like your, we're going to essentially do two categories. It's like the pain points and then the dreams and goals where they want to go. So, yeah. and I want you to get real specific. What I notice a lot of people do when they try to figure out their ideal client is they'll be like, I'm like okay, what does your client struggle with? And they'll say, they want to make more money and be more confident. I'm like, so does everyone else. That doesn't make it specific enough for you. But like the reason why my client wants to be more confident and make more money is going to be different than why your client wants to, or why somebody else, like if somebody's doing fitness, they might want to be more confident in their body and then be able to like walk into a gym. But my uh, client might want to be more confident to show up on social media and like be the best version of themselves, whatever. So when you mm -hmm. think about like your ideal person and what you shared, I, I I like that too. Side note before we jump on this, and this is just how my brain works. We're always going off on, on side, uh, side tangents. It like from you sharing like 25 year old entrepreneur has a side job, um, artist, music, entrepreneur, can't build a routine. You talk about performance coaching. That to me sounds very, very much like a like not a beginner necessarily, but someone who like, if you are talking to a kind of a little bit more higher level person, they're yeah. not like, I'm not going to go to my mentor. Cause I need them to help me with discipline and habits. I'm doing that shit on my own. Right. And so it sounds like your person needs help to get to that step. So you could mm -hmm. very easily add something into your funnel that has to do with like, like, if you even just ask yourself the question, like when you think about performance and someone's performance in life and business, like what's yeah. the number one thing that they struggle with? And like asking you that question now, like if you think about like a common, I know not everybody's the same, but if you could pick something that was common between all of your clients, when it comes to like their performance and how they're showing up for themselves, what's a common thing that you're like always having conversations about? They're always asking questions about, you're always getting DMs about. Yeah. I would that? say it's, it's likely focusing on things that don't have that big of an impact, but still makes them feel like they're in movement. So like a lot of people mistake um, like being in movement for progress when they're focusing on the wrong thing. So I think it's a lot of like um, a lot of fear that comes up. That's that's they're seeing procrastination as the problem and not the symptom to a problem. And so like just kind of going through the same things uh, and kind of staying where they are in this like cycle of feeling stuck and just scattered with what to focus on, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like you could easily come up with like, you could do like some kind of small ebook or you could do like a, like a one, uh, you know, one hour workshop where you help people, whether it be like, I've done things on like procrastination, like you put the word yeah. procrastination in something and people struggle with that. Like they're going to want to sign up for that, but yeah. it's not just like how to stop procrastinating. You could keep it that simple, but something else that's like going to pertain to them. And then you, you know, that boom, that's, that's in your funnel and that's going to be perfect. Again, you could think of something better. I, I didn't even really have a great idea, but you know what I mean? But like, if you have that, that's going to be so perfect. Cause there's also, I've noticed, I don't know. I've been doing this for a lot longer. So I have thousands of people that have applied to work with me. And so I've seen common things and a common thing that I see from people, whether it be once they apply or before they ever apply, people will literally tell me, I've waited to apply to work with you or I haven't applied to work with you yet because I don't feel like I um 
like it's almost like they feel like they don't deserve to yet not like a self-worth thing but they're like i kind of know what i need i need to get to a certain yeah. point before i'm ever ready to even like work with a mentor so there could yeah. be people that are like oh i want to work with james one-on-one -on -one, but like his procrastination workshop i think if i go through that that'll give me a little bit of a game plan and i'll even like sometimes people will fill out my application and i'm like this person's not ready and then i'll direct them to like i think this this workshop or this thing would be perfect for you why don't yeah. you go through that we'll check back in and then maybe we'll schedule a 90 minute session or maybe you you'll be a little bit more ready for the one-on-one -on -one. and just having that option I think is so important even if like you don't have a, a you know a wait list of 100 people waiting to work with you I think the ability to direct people to things when you're posting on your stories when you're if you're in your DMs which is a great way to build where you can direct people to that conversation and 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 like point them to something like that it will flow better than necessarily being like, Hey, the only way to work with me is one-on-one. -on -one. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. but let's go back to this ideal client thing. So when you, and we'll kind of just do a few and then we'll go to the other category. But when you think about common things that your client struggles with the pain points, like their current emotions, their current situation, what are, what are, what do they look like? I'd say stress and shame come up a lot. Um, they feel like they need to be working all hours of the day or they're falling behind and usually doesn't work so that they get in a cycle of like overworking, working on the wrong thing. So just staying stuck where they where they are, procrastinating the big things that are most important, um, a lack of confidence and a lack of clarity around right, the right things to focus on and um, what's working, what's not working, a uh, lack of accountability showing up consistently for their goals, um, a lack of belief within themselves. So it stops them from behaving in ways to, to make whatever they want to happen, happen. Um, I seen that with a author I worked with and uh, she went from having a, an idea of a book for like years on years to um, getting nominated for multiple different things like that. So it was just like, I see it work. It's, it's definitely there. There's so much there. It's just a lot yeah. of lack of clarity around that making it happen. Yeah. So like you have proof in the pudding that like, you know yes. how to help people yeah. there. That sounds like what is missing to get you to like reaching those more people is like the ability to reach more people. And I know I keep exactly. harping on this, but I just like, yeah want you to understand that you obviously have a skill that you can help a lot of people. You can also yeah. think about it too, in the sense of like your people are missing out on the opportunity to hear from you. And like, you already have the podcast, like yeah. think about it. Like you're just scheduling a podcast, like with like a workshop or something. I think so yeah. many people will be like attracted to what you're doing. Um, and you already have the podcast, which means you could share on those and, and whatnot. So I love that. I have a question about one of the things that you shared though. Yes. Um, cause I've noticed you said this a few times and I kind of want you to expand on it. So you keep talking about like, what's working and what's not like for that? Like, what, can you like expand a little bit more on like what an example of like you're working with someone and they're trying to figure out like what's working, what's not like, what is, what, what do you mean by that? Like I kind yeah, of, I th yeah, I think for, for a lot of people, like um, we, what's working and what's not working as in like, they have a few five to 10 things that they do weekly. Let's say, for example, they'll focus on five things and neglect the other five things. But the thing, five things that they're neglecting are the things that are most important. And so like what is working and what's not working is just making sure that they're staying on in line with their priorities and the things that actually move the needle. And usually that comes up because there's fear, there's an imposter syndrome, there's scarcity mindset, all the stuff that comes around that where it's just breaking through beliefs and uh, barriers of belief for sure. Yeah, so I'm even, I'm even thinking of you like doing some kind of, again, whether it's like a workshop or something and however you want to look at it. But like, I could see you as having something where they're like, you think about what people are thinking when they're by themselves and, and they're like, oh my God, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how exactly how you'd word it, but yeah. something along the lines of like you, a workshop to help you 
uh, what is it? What is that thing that people say? Like make the main thing, the main thing or something like that. It's like yeah. helping people organize their mind. And then you're uh, like, in terms of what to work on and you're like, maybe it's like a two-part thing where like the first part, um, we're going to focus on, um, like what's actually, cause I know a lot of you, we, we do a lot of the same work. So like what's actually yeah. the root of what's actually going on. So you're not working on the important things and you're procrastinating on them, but it's because of the fear. So we're going to identify that. And then the other piece is the actual habits of it, the performance mm -hmm. of it. And like, that would be something that's so simple, uh, and, and helps people gain so much clarity. I think you could easily, you know, do something like that. Cause it seems like that's something that you keep kind of like touching on. So that sounds like, you know, that's, that's kind of where, where your, where your client is. And Absolutely. also that would, that would be something, at least in my eyes that hits the box for kind of anybody, you know, maybe not like super high level entrepreneurs, but like new people are struggling with those things. And even people who have been doing it for a while, I work with people who have been in business for a while and they come to me for, for habits. You yeah. know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, and even if you have somebody that isn't, they're not your client, you know what I mean? So, sure. okay. So those are, those are good. Um, something else, and this is just something you can like do on your own, but something else I like to do when I'm kind of going through an exercise like this is go through each one, it, whichever ones kind of apply and ask yourself, okay, like they, they struggle with stress and shame. How does that affect all the other areas of their life? Like how does having stress and shame affects their relationships, their career, their whatever, how does overworking affect their relationship career? How does, um, lack of clarity affect it? And because once you can do that too, this is really helpful when you're posting on social media to get some posts that are even more specific. And if mm -hmm. instead of just talking about lack of clarity, and this is what happens when you have it, it's like, here's what I see happen when someone has a lack of clarity or they're overworking and this is how it affects their relationship. Not like you're a relationship coach, but like things that maybe you, like you've heard people talk about or you yeah. just know would be like an obvious thing. Cause that's like a real specific post. And then you can kind of like, you know, expand on that. So just a side off idea. Um, yeah. Okay. So other category, your ideal client, they work with you. This is where they want to go. This is what they want to change. This is like the positives or dreams and goals. What are, what are the things your people want? Uh, easy flowing life in business, um, feeling like they're making progress, but they don't have to be working every hour of the day to make progress. They know that they have a set schedule in line. Um, they have deadlines on their work. They have everything in place. Like their mind isn't in a bundle every single week. Um, they know what they're doing. They know what they have to do. And there's no, there's no second guessing. It's just showing up and doing it. And I'm there for the accountability, of course. Love that. So let's say your people get all of these things. What is it going to give for them? Because we don't really necessarily want money. We want what money's going to give us. We don't want an easy flowing life. We want an mm -hmm. easy flowing life can get us. So when you think about that too, what are some of the things that you think your people really, really want? I think time freedom is definitely big. Um, the mindset of like being able to do whatever they want, whenever they want, with whoever, who, with whoever they want. Um, I think a lot of that. And then I think of um, a lot. Yeah, time freedom is definitely the number one thing I would, I would think of. Um, of course, like, um, financial freedom, of course, but that's not really my kind of work. It's kind of like what comes yeah. from my work kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go go even another level deeper. They have time freedom. What's that going to give them? The ability to do what they want, spend more time with their family, spend more time with um, doing things that they enjoy doing, traveling, all that kind of stuff. The ability to feel like when they're going into work, it's still fun. I think for a lot of people that I've worked with, it's like they their relationship with work ends up being ruined because they fall out of love with it, the relationship, you know how it goes. So a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something else that you said. Um, do you tend to work with a lot of, um, 
people in burnout or because you said overworking, like do you work with people that are already burnout or getting to burnout? Is that like a part of your I, I think it's like a lot of people that know what they need to do, but they just for some reason cannot get themselves to do it. And so like I see like my coaching is like a reset period of like we work together for six months and when we're done, like you never go back to that place where you feel like you have no control over yourself anymore. Like the last person I worked with, the thing that he said was the number one thing he got away from it was like the self-awareness to break himself out of patterns when before they started to spiral. Yeah, yeah. I Again, thinking of ideas, you could have like, a workbook of some sort that is either a freebie or something where it's like the 30 day journey to breaking out of like those patterns or 10 yeah. things to try to break out of those patterns, like something, something. Yeah. Super cool. Um, okay. So another thing that I like to identify are kind of like the core elements, the values of your page. So think about first impressions, somebody you meet somebody and you walk out of the room. It's like what people like think about you or feel about you, not in like in a judgy sense, but in a positive sense. Um, so like for me, mine is, um, oh gosh, I can't, I can't remember. What this one. <laughs> uh, I know, I know one, but I can't remember the third one. Oh, authenticity, tough love and um consistency so when i want someone to come to my page this is like what i want them to experience this is what that i them to be like this is the vibe so when you think about your your page and people coming to it what are like the three core elements core values that you would want someone to like feel and experience when they leave your page consistent intentional inspiring all right so um, another thing is like, I don't know how you feel about, uh, hashtags, but hashtags are like, there's like the great divide on social media. Like some people are like, you need to use hashtags. Some people are like, you don't, I haven't yeah. used hashtags in like four years. So you could take, <laughs> I don't but think they way, have any, anything. Yeah. So like, I think they, 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 the thing is, is like, just don't stress about them, but yeah. they can, like, if you use a hashtag and somebody clicks on it, they still can find you. So it's like, doesn't do any harm as long as you're not driving yourself crazy. But the key thing are keywords. So these are the words okay. for like the SEO, what goes in, like what you speak, what you put in your caption, all of that. So anything that comes to mind, like what are some of those keywords that you would, would be aligned with like your person that you want to, or do consistently use like on your page? Mm. Do you mind give me an example of yours? So I yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Let me let me go back to this. Because first thing I think of is consistent, intentional, and inspiring. But I know that's yeah, not what you're looking for. That's fine. Yeah, that's more kind of like the experience you want to have. These are like nouns and adjectives. So like mine's mindset, coach, straightforward, blunt, tough love, perfectionism, all or nothing thinking, limiting beliefs, fears, clarity, business mindset, women entrepreneurs. That kind of vibe. Yeah, I would say all those except women entrepreneurs. Um, <laughs> I would, those, a lot of those come up, a lot of clarity, um, a lot of uh, self-sabotage is something I bring up a lot. Um, limiting beliefs is definitely big. It's the whole purpose of my podcast. Um, I, I talk about unlearning a lot. That's that's really the purpose of, of the podcast is like more unlearning than it is learning. Um, that's a lot of the, of course, work that I do. Um, un, getting unstuck, a lot of like just stuff where it's like, um, a lot of us know what we need to do. It's just getting out of our own way. And so I've noticed that, I, like you said, you just have to be a few steps ahead of someone and you may not even be a few steps ahead and they're in business. Like I've worked with people that have bit, way bigger businesses than me, but it's just the external perspective and the accountability that they need to get unstuck. So it's, 
uh, those are a few things that I would think of. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'll, I always email everybody when I have these calls with them and I'll send them to you, but I recommend yeah. with all of these, like sit down even like for 30 minutes and just expand on them. The more words you have. And like, we can know that like, we need to use certain words for the yeah. searchability of our page, but like intentionally, like when you go to make a post or you're going to make a video, like I need to make sure I say this word. I need to make mm -hmm. sure that I put this in the caption is very different than just being like, Oh, I made this list. And then I forgot about it six months later, like Perfect. actively like putting it in there can help with attracting your people because it's going to show up more so like within the algorithm and, and everything like that. So I yeah. do think when it comes to, or actually it's another side thing, how are you with like your following? Do you feel like it's growing? Do you feel like it's stagnant? Do you feel like, how does that feel? Not necessarily engagement because we'd all love for better engagement, but that's like your following. Do you feel like it consistently grows or no? Yeah, it's growing slow. I would say um, I've, I have, over 700, probably 750 posts or so in, in like about two years. So I, I've been 790 posts yeah. in less than two years. So 5,000 followers that I started off at like 700. I'd say I definitely expected more growth by now, but I focus on my intention, not the expectation. So um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's growing. It's growing slow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, well, we, you talked about it, you touched on it a little bit before. I'm curious, I guess it can be looked at as like the same thing as like leads, but, yeah. um, what, what is like your actual process? And most people I ask don't have like an, like a step-by-step -step process and that's fine. But yeah. what is your process to like, be like, uh, and not for the sense of the numbers, but the sense of like growing, following helps your business. Duh. Yeah. Um, but like, what's your process to, consistently grow to like make sure your account is growing besides just posting and hoping that people come find you. Yeah. Uh, I post almost every day. I will say that. Um, I do collab posts as much as I can with the podcast. So uh, a lot of the people I have on the podcast, I'm interested in them in them and they just may have big followings yeah, yeah. along with that. Um, so it depends on that regard. So I'll do um, collab posts in that way. And then um, of course I engage and stuff like that as well. Most days. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot, everything that you shared in the beginning is you need to do it, but it's all kind yep. of still banking on attraction marketing. And I just mm -hmm. did a, a call with my tough love collective the other day that was like kind of teaching my process. And you've probably heard this before, but it's really important. And I feel like it's, it just works. It really does. Yeah. Especially if you consistently do it five to 15 minutes before I post, yeah. I have like my 20 to 30 accounts and I go through them and I add them to my favorites. Cause you can like look at them through the like if you put them as your favorites and you like when you're on Instagram, you click Instagram and you can, I'm just saying this for anybody who doesn't know, you click it and you can do your favorites. You look at the feed with the favorites and it puts, puts it in chronological order, which means Ooh. you're seeing the newest posts from these big accounts that you're following first. So if you're like the first to comment on a post where somebody has you know, 200,000 followers and mm -hmm. they posted four minutes ago and your comments there, every single person that goes and comments is going to see your comment. So I really try to make sure I'm like, and I'll, sometimes I'll just do it randomly throughout the day. I can't tell mm -hmm. you how many times my, my comment either gets pinned or it gets liked. So it stays at the top. And I send a welcome message to everybody that follows me. Um, just being like, Hey, how did you follow me? And five times out of 10 people will say, I saw your comment on so-and-so's post. So like mo almost 50% of my following is coming from me commenting on somebody else's post. The other like key, key secret tip. Um, and it's like, not that like fantastic, but I feel like it really does help is I always make sure if I can, I don't force it, but I always make sure that my comment has at least like two or three sentences. Because if you look through, like I'm a comment section reader, like on TikTok, on yeah, YouTube, I, <laughs> I love reading the comment section. 
And yeah. so what catches my eye is bigger paragraphs, not if it's super yeah. long, but if they're longer, but like, I don't read something where someone's just like the hands emoji, you know what I mean? So I try to be really intentional one to like help with their engagement. And I never really do it on somebody who's doing like necessarily the exact same thing that I'm doing. And usually accounts have like bigger followings like Sahara Rose. I don't even think she takes one-on-one clients. Maybe she does, but like, she's like one of those people that I, that I comment on, um, but doing that right before, and then like delay liking comments from the other day, that's five to 15 minutes after. And then I usually wait to answer my DMS right when I'm going to post anything I do where my friggin' face is popping up and everybody's notifications. And like this process works. And I think some people do it, but it's, it's about consistently doing it without fail five to 15 minutes before you post five to 15 minutes after. But I really think commenting is, is, is just super beneficial. So it, it sounds like you kind of understand that to, you know, to some extent, I would just keep doing that. Um, do you said you do collabs with like podcasts. Do you ever do like, um, like just regular collab posts, like, you know, you do like a carousel post or like a reel with somebody. Like, have you ever done that? Yeah, I think I've done a few carousels in the past. I go through phases where I post a bunch of reels and then yeah. I post a bunch of carousels. Uh, I'm so bipolar when it comes to that kind of stuff. So uh, I haven't in a while, but a lot of it is the podcast. But I I've also been trying to figure out, I know that you recently, your old page went to the podcast page yeah. and I'm at this, this phase where it's like, I really enjoy the podcast. So do I want to make it the, on my Instagram page or do I already have a separate podcast page, but trying to find the balance between still posting and like posting on both, but yeah, yeah trying to find that balance. It's hard to figure it out. I like, yeah. I rarely ever post on my podcast page. Cause I just post yeah. whenever like I have a new episode out and I yep. know I should probably post more, but like same thing as you were saying with like launching a million things. I know I could probably grow more if I did. Yeah. It's just not on my radar of what I feel is important. Maybe I'll change my mind, but I think it's important to like, you know, keep, keep listening to yourself with that. Um, yeah. So I think that again, I do think that having, or do you have an email list? What are, what are you, what do you do to build your email list? Um, when I first started, I built out a, um, I have the course, of course, like I said, but I built out a newsletter many weeks ago, uh, called the mindful minute, which I've yesterday was actually like, or last week was the actual first time I like kind of paused it, uh, for a while. Cause I'm kind of, uh, at a crossroads with that. I think with, the podcast being such a, a main intention of mine, I had a conversation with someone that I think it makes more sense to go all on the podcast, but I know it's so valuable to have email. So trying to figure out what I want that to be instead of a newsletter on stuff that I feel like I have to do every week kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. Cause I'm not the biggest fan of emails. I've yeah. realized how important it is to do that because if you ever lose your, uh, your oh, account, yeah. like you're, you're kind of screwed, but that's why like having, if you don't already, or like even doing like a, some new freebie, cause I think the free course is great, but also thinking about anybody that may be especially if you think about your ideal client and them yeah. already not doing the things that they need to do, are they going to get themselves to do the course? So like thinking about what's going to be a great fit for somebody who's not doing what they need to do that like they can do. So I think about that. Not all of my clients have ADHD, but a lot of them do. So when I'm making something, especially one that I think is going to fit for them, I have to think about like, I have this new course. Not everybody is going to have ADHD that's in it. Or when I did my, my ADHD mastermind, I had to make it so like it was 
it was it like the elements to it fit for someone that has ADHD. So when you're making your content, when you're making stuff on your stories, when you're doing anything like that, like, does this fit for what my client struggles with? If like my client struggles with procrastination, how can I give them a, a offer that's still going to serve them, but like, they're not going to end up feeling more defeated because they didn't finish it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think uh, honestly, a like a masterclass or a webinar or something like that, like a one-off workshop would definitely be smart. I can already think of the things I could put in for like a. I know you could. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you I'll already have a podcast. You post consistently. I don't. I have no doubt that you are are like you're, like you're not going to struggle with that. One yeah. thing that I would recommend because I was like looking at your page, and you don't have to do this, but it's just a, a, a thing that I find is really working for me right now. One, if you don't already, is always go on TikTok and like you don't have to constantly follow trends. You do want to use your own voice and show up, which it looks like you do a lot of, but like noticing not only like, of course, trends, like audios and things like that, if you want to use them, um, yeah. because everything on TikTok will blow up later on Instagram, two weeks or more later, but even just noticing any accounts that you follow, like I just signed a client recently and she's genius. Um, it's so funny. Cause I actually saw one of her viral videos on TikTok, and I was like, Oh my God, that's so dope. And she reached out to me the other day. and was like, I want to work with you. And I was like, Holy shit. You're the TikTok girl. She literally <laughs> gained 40,000 followers in a week this past week. It's insane. Um, wow. and so, but the reason why I'm, I'm bringing her up is because the way that she, like, I, I love the way she posts on social media. It's so smart. She's like, she does these things where, um, like kind of things that keep people's attention. Like she swings on a swing and she like jumps at the camera. She like does all these things that work and you can see them work on TikTok. So noticing not just like regular trends, but like what people are doing that works really well on TikTok will work on Instagram as well. Um, mm -hmm. but the other thing that's working really well is CapCut. Do you know what CapCut is? Mm -hmm. Okay. So those videos, they're, they're like in order to get clients that are going to be paying clients and want to work with you, you have to be doing what you're already doing, talking to camera, showing authority, like showing that you know what you're talking about and connecting with them. If you just post a bunch of like trends all the time, that's not necessarily going to make somebody like want to work with you or spend money. Right. Yeah. Um, so those are important and probably should be like 60, 70, maybe even 80% of your posts, but the cap cut videos, because they just pop off. People love them. They're funny. They have helped me grow. Like, I think I have five posts right now that all have over a million views that are just going by. It's insane. I've been getting like a thousand followers a day. Um, and they're all cap cut. Not a single one of my talking videos blow up like that. Some of them do but not all of them. So we want to think like, not just for the sake of growing followers, but if we know those kinds of things work and we can, you know, do things that are going to be relatable and shareable that people are going to share on their feed. That's to me, the number one thing that has helped me grow always, but recently, especially has been what is the most shareable, shareable and talking to camera is still great, but those quick five, seven, 10 second videos, I think if you popped them in like once or twice a week, um, and, and, and find out what's popping off on TikTok first. Like I will always, like the one I just posted recently where it's like, uh, it's like a voiceover and it's like, I guess that's not a cap cut, but, um, but like anything where it's, it's like, it's, it's a remix like, or something. Yeah. Or I noticed that it doesn't have, like, it's getting viral. Like I, the one I just recently posted only had like 6,000 videos on TikTok instead of like 2.9 million. Yeah. Those are going to be really beneficial. And I think you putting them in there. Cause I don't think. I do think you can gain a little bit of clarity and hopefully some of the stuff that we talked about, I think you can expand a little bit more, get even more specific with like your ideal client and be okay with not necessarily niching down 
Um, which actually I want to ask one more question with this, um, but not necessarily niching down, but like being okay with gearing your stuff a little bit more towards like the beginner. Cause even though you said like you do work with a range of people, I think that honing in a little bit more, maybe in that angle again, not necessarily beginner, but people who do need help with that performance, yeah. I think is going to help you really speak to your clients because if you're trying to speak to higher level, but then beginners and higher level and beginners, it alienates certain people in the crowd. And then not everybody's like, is this guy really going to help me? You know what I mean? Like the new person is thinking, oh, he might be too high a level for me. I'm not even ready to work. Or like higher level people might be like, oh, he's like only talking to uh, beginners. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not there. So you can kind of choose which angle you want to go, but I do think the more slightly newer, and then anybody who really just vibes with what you're doing, even if they feel like they're more quote unquote high level, will will work with you anyway. I like, I've worked, I literally work with a client that makes double what I make and she still works with me because we talk about other things. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just something to to think about, but I've talked about this before, but I'm curious I like to help clients figure out what their umbrella theme is. And this is like where you don't, this is kind of what I talk about in my, in my new course, but we dive a lot deeper into it. But um, the umbrella theme is kind of like the overarching vibe of your page without totally niching down that a lot of all of your like clients DMS like have in common. So when you think about the past two years, you've been coaching what your clients, um, like all of your clients, your DMS, the comments on the comment section on your Instagram, is there like one overarching thing that you feel like is kind of this umbrella thing that everything else kind of falls underneath, like this theme that a lot of them have in common, what they come to you for the questions, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's something that we already talked about, but I don't, I don't know. I think that's, that's, that's tough. I think my, my audience is so not narrowed down into one person or one demographic or one psychographic that it's what it's it's almost tough to like give an example almost if that yeah. makes sense i yeah. can't think of it right now yeah that's okay so that would be something that like i think if you brainstorm and you get specific yeah. with that i think will help you um because like i did you see my post when i talked about this i think so was it probably, uh, yeah. i'll just say it for anybody who didn't see do you see the um the post uh, the, I use the example of my friend, Crystal, she posts about everything, fitness, nutrition, spirituality, human design, astrology, like God knows what she talks about it. And so, but we wanted to like help her niche down without niching down. Um, so we were like trying to figure out, okay, if you think about all the clients that you have, you help people with fitness, you help people with nutrition, you help people with astrology, like what is still something that they all have in common or that you like essentially vibe with. And it was all like what she found out was habits. It was like, mm. she liked talking about habits. She was like the habit queen. She's a disciplined person. And so now she can talk about everything that she talked about before, but it's fitness through the lens of habits and discipline. It's nutrition through the lens of habits and discipline. It's even astrology. So you don't talk about all the elements of fitness or all the elements of astrology, but you talk about it through whatever that lens is. So, um, does that like make you think of anything too? And it's okay if you, if you can't, I, for me, like looking at what you're, what you were listing, it seems to me like, again, this, the performance thing is, is a big one. Cause if you think about it, it's like, you're the, like the procrastination, the, the stress and shame, the working all hours of the day, all of those things fall under that like lens of, like helping you perform better at all those things. You know what I mean? That doesn't have to be true for you, but like, does that make sense? Yeah, I think the thing that comes up for me is belief. So I think, like I said, my podcast is based around like unlearning beliefs that don't serve us so that we can live yeah. a more intentional life. And then with coaching, a lot of it is, you know, a lot of us believe that procrastination is the problem. Like that's a belief. 
as we know, it's, it doesn't work that way. So a lot of it is, is belief barriers breaking through to like open up a new way of living, of handling your business and handling all of that stuff to even recognize that it's possible for you. Cause I think a lot of us just like box ourselves into a place that we don't need to be boxed into. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you can kind of like sit with it and see what you think, but like, that sounds like that could essentially be like that umbrella theme for you. And when you yes, identify yes. what that is, like, uh, like, okay, uh, everything that I do boils down to people's beliefs, whether they're performance, procrastinating, whatever, like mm -hmm. it's the belief of how they're currently seeing themselves. You can think about your content when you're posting on your story, like every post, like, and it doesn't mean every post has to be that way, but I would say 90% of your posts should have some element of that belief. And I'm sure you already do that to some extent. Um, but that's just something to, to think about. Cause I think that that will, that will help you as well. But again, I think you already do a really great job on social media. I think your job is one, I, I think two things that'll help you. One is having, again, even if you just start with one low, low or mid ticket offer, I think that'll be a great, um, idea for you to test out and see how you like it. Cause you're going to learn from it and figure out what you like and don't like. I think that's going to help the people that are already on your page, already following you, already engaging with you to have another, um, way to like, literally sounds weird, but like taste test you, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like oh, yeah. to feel you out. So I think that will help in terms of getting the leads. But I also think because you already do a great job, you have a great podcast, you, you know how to post on social media, you're consistent with it. We also want to just get more eyes on your page. And that, mm -hmm. that, and that's why I think that like, again, even if you already somewhat understand what I talked about when it comes to like, um, commenting and engaging to build your following. I think yeah. putting even more energy into that will help the following grow, which when you have more eyes on your page, it just, you know, it, it, and you already know how to show up on social media, it's gonna, it's gonna help. You know what I mean? So I think that will help with the following and then having some kind of other offer will help with the people actually getting in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. I think, I think those two things. And I also think, and this is something that, you know, we don't have time, time for today. And we talked a little bit about it, but I think that you getting even more specific and, and having a conversation with yourself about being okay with, I don't want to say niching down, but like getting really clear on who it is you're speaking to and being okay that some of the people that you might have worked with in the past, like you might not talk as much to those kinds of people, depending yeah, yeah. on where you want to go, that is just going to help you uh, have people stick around on your page longer. If you're a little bit one foot in and one foot out, or you're like a Venn diagram on your page, that's where people don't stay as much. So I think you need to just lean a little bit heavier towards one side um, in terms of who you're speaking to. Cause it doesn't sound like you don't know who the person is. It sounds like, you know, but you got to lean one side or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. I think, that be, will help. I think the beginner, like you said, it kind of makes the most sense and it may not even be beginner in uh, entrepreneurship or anything like that, but just beginner in, in the, in the realm of like the way that we perform kind of yeah. thing. Beginner of performance, beginner of belief. Like I talk yeah. with people who are successful making lots of money and they're yeah. still like have like massive limiting beliefs exactly. or whatever. Yeah. So they're not beginners in that sense, but they're beginner in what we're talking about. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think that will, that will help the, there as well. Um, okay, cool. So any, um, any other questions, anything, you know, I know we could probably talk for 700 hours <laughs> about all of this, but just any like questions as of, as of now. Uh, not anything that I can think of right now. I think one thing, I don't know if you've struggled with it, but I feel like every coach I know does is their bio and what to put in their bio, like to attract the right people. I feel like everyone has changed it a thousand times. And I'm curious, like knowing that I'm kind of going towards the 
the beginner aspect, I think I've always struggled with like, does this attract the person that I'm looking for? And I think right now it does, but I think it's also a little broad and, and people still are curious of how I can help them. So I think getting clear on what that would look like. Um, yeah. I'm definitely trying to get clear on what that yeah, would look like. I was I was thinking about that. So um, right now you have it as I help entrepreneurs get unstuck and execute on their goals. If you think about it, and I had a mentor tell me this, and it was like a like a shot to my ego for a second, but then I was like, damn, you're right. And then I changed it. <laughs> I feel much better about mine. That's yeah. what every coach does. Every yeah. coach essentially is is doing that. Like mine was like, I help people identify and remove what's blocking them from following through on their goals. And my mentor was like, that's literally what a coach does. How are you different? And I was like, damn, yeah. I was like, I guess you're right. So I think um, you could have something in there. Like a goal is always like something that's gonna like make somebody go like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's me. Mm -hmm. Like, so when people see that, they kind of be like, well, yeah, that's me, but it's maybe not specific enough. So I think if you go along the lines of something like use the word like belief or performance mm -hmm. or maybe both um, and, and like thinking and maybe see that the hard thing is, with belief, and I don't know, this kind of depends on your client with belief, we have to think of like, is your client in the place that they are, wherever that is, do they believe that belief is the thing holding them back? Because mm -hmm. we know that's the issue. And your client might, I work with a lot of people who are like, my client knows belief is the issue and they want to have better belief. And then I work with people who are like, they don't even realize that. Like even like with when I talk about, cause you and I talk the same things when it comes to procrastination. I yeah. know that people aren't procrastinating because they're lazy. They're procrastinating because of fear of failure, because of perfectionism. But if I just put that, like, I'm going to help you fix your per, uh, perfectionism. So you stop procrastinating. People are going to be like, well, that's not me. I don't, you know what I mean? Like they're going to be like, well, that, that doesn't resonate. So I would think about what is going to speak to your person where they are and what they think is the problem. That's the biggest thing when we're changing our like marketing is like not speaking. And we can occasionally, of course, in our content and in our stories be like, this is really what's going on. But when we're right. marketing, when we have an offer in our bio and you have seven seconds to impress someone with that bio, we yeah. need to make them go, oh my gosh, that's me. You know what I mean? And I know it might be scary because this is going to feel like you're niching down, but like yeah. literally saying something like I help, um, what did you say? I help, like you could say something like I help stressed out entrepreneurs or overworked entrepreneurs stop procrastinating and blah, 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 whatever. And like saying, or like I help procrastinators do whatever, like whatever you'd insert in there, um, perform better. Like that sucks, but you, you get the idea. But like, you might get nervous using like procrastinator because you're like, well, what if somebody isn't a procrast? But like, you can still work with people that aren't. I have, yeah. I you know, I can't tell you how scared I was to change my bio to say, I help ADHD entrepreneurs. Cause I was like, what if somebody doesn't have ADHD? What if they want to work with me? But they think it has helped so much because the people who still really want to work with me will message me anyway. And they'll literally ask, hey, do you only work with people that have ADHD? I'm unsure if I have it. And I'm like, hell yeah, I work with anybody. So I think you need to think of like a word like that not saying you can't use belief, but belief. Some people might be like, ah, that's not me. Like my, one of my mentors, she talks about on her podcast all the time. She's like, when I was at my rock bottom, I definitely needed to work on my self-worth. But if you told me at my rock bottom that I needed to prove my self-worth, I would have given you the finger because I thought I was fine. You know what I mean? So I would yeah. think about um, like what angle you can take that maybe still has the, uh, um, the angle of like belief and performance. Um, it sounds like procrastination or something with that. Um, yeah. like would be a good fit for you and like figuring out like I, maybe I help procrastinators do what and like get real specific, not just execute on their goals, but like 
um, not necessarily like a lot of people say like make more money. Like what is the make more money for you? Like what is the things that people want? Like even like I help procrastinators, um, you, not I, I'll just use this as a placeholder because I can't think right now, but like I help procrastinators hit, reach their goals so they have more time freedom. Like that's even more specific too because somebody's going to go like, oh my God, my procrastination is definitely getting in the way of my time freedom because I'm a fucking mess. You know what I mean? Yeah. So thinking about that, I, I think that might be a good angle for you to kind of mess with a few different things. And if you want to too, you can like type up some and send them to me on Instagram and I'll help you out with that because I know that the bio stuff sucks. I definitely will because the belief that's why I haven't done it. I feel so aligned with it. And most of the clients I work with know that like, but they see it as maybe it's a lack of confidence, not a lack of belief or a lack of yeah. all of that kind of stuff. So I yeah. definitely will see some. And you can, you can maybe even use that too, especially like I said, if your client, cause your client that's may understand yep. that they lack confidence, understand that they lack belief. So that's only really if you feel like they don't, but if your clients do and they know like, fuck, I don't believe in myself. I'm struggling with confidence. Then you can definitely put that in there. Whatever's just going to make them feel like, yes, that's me without kind of feeding them what you, what you technically know they need. You know what I mean? Exactly. That helps me gain a lot of clarity. I'm going to definitely put some thought into that because yeah, I yeah. knew it's too broad now, but I just didn't want to, it's not even placing myself in a box because I'm not afraid of niching down, yeah. but I just want to make sure that it, it does speak to the person. And it's not like, I've, I've heard so much of like, I provide too much value and it's almost like too high level to where it's like, okay, how do I dumb this down? Because I'm already the the younger person, but I'm also, also, also talking high level. So it's like, yeah, it's weird, and, but and definitely that's something side note to, to think about too. And this is, I'm constantly struggling with this myself is like, what with my Instagram that's free when people message me and they're like, this is too expensive. I'm like, yeah, there's so much free content on my page. Like, yes, you have to go and do it. But like, it's not like I'm, at, I'm forcing you to pay these prices. Like I have lots of yeah. low ticket things, but there's free stuff on my page, but something yeah. to like, just pay attention to, cause like I said, I'm struggling with it too, but like, where's the balance between I'm giving away so much that people are like, well, I don't need to work with him. I'm already getting all of this stuff for free. Like yeah. you deserve to be paid for helping people and you can still give a ton of value. But like, if you ever, sometimes if I like make a post and I'm like, fuck, this is, this is really good. I'll kind of think about like, okay, maybe if I was going to share five tips, I'll share two and then, you know, find a way to like make either a, you know, you could make a different post, but like make it into an email or share it with my tough love collective and then share with people that I'm sharing these extra things. You know what I mean? So that's something that's going to make people want to come into your world where yeah. you're not always giving everything away. You know what I mean? If that, if that makes sense. So yeah, it definitely does. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, you're awesome. I know you can do big things. Like it's all, it's all about just tweaking. It's, it always feels like we got to make big changes, but it's never, it's usually always like the little tweaks. And I think those will be, those will be really helpful, but yeah, think about some of the things for the bio and you, I, I love doing bio stuff. So if you want to send them over, like feel free to do so. Oh, you gave me the green light. It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. I love it. it the, the DMS are open. Okay. Awesome. awesome. James, um, tell everybody like where they can find you and, and all the things, um, before we, before we end it. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram, every other platform at James Bracken IV, and then the You Can Too podcast on YouTube and all platforms. Hell yeah, I love it. Okay, awesome. James, you're the best. I appreciate you so much, and I will see all you guys later. Right back to you. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to the XOXO, your tough love coach podcast. I appreciate you more than you know. If you loved hanging with me, I'd love for you to share the podcast to your social media or send it to a friend who might need a tough love pep talk. Also, if you need accountability and a community that gets you, I'd love to have you a part of my tough love collective. This is a year open membership to vibe with me, get bi-weekly group calls to get support and ask questions, as well as free access to everything I offer throughout the year, including masterclasses and events. Visit my website at alexisrm.com or DM me on Instagram at the tough love coach to learn more. See you next week.